You're sitting courtside with the best in the business. We talking about practice, man. If you want the gloves to come off, go head-to-head -head where it's no holds barred, then you've come to the right place. What you gonna do, brother? For everything unsportsmanlike, you're with King and the Coach. Oh, boy, does it feel good to be back. Man, we finally back out here. This feels so good. We literally just said this before we pressed record. This feels, this feels right. It's been a, it's been a little bit. People have been asking too, bro. Yeah, look, we've been pretty shitty, pretty, pretty shitty. And uh, look, it's me. My timetable is disgusting, so it's me that has to apologize. But I mean, you know, we're busy people. All, all good things are worth it. I see that you're doubling up on phones here, player. Well, I brought this phone for for me and you for some. Some Robin Hood talk? Yeah, some Robin Hood talk. I like on. it. There you, and you guys are probably going to hear a lot of uh, basketballs and weight slamming and people outside the gym because it's cracking in here we right are, now. like today, ha we've probably had maybe 50 people in here. Yeah? Yeah, yeah all, th all in the morning. Like, it's been really good. People coming out of that lockdown ready to Man, get to work, bro. That cabin fever is like killing them. I had almost like 10 kids at a group session this morning. Yeah, you, you put it online this morning. You had a fair few there? Yeah, they're mm -hmm. just ready to rock. Cabin Mask. fever is a real thing. Mask on. Mask on. Uh, okay. I'm sick to death of masks. Already. Man, are they in And it's bad on. because back home, everybody's been wearing masks every day. So I'm like a weekend and I'm just, I'm like a weekend and I'm like, bro, I can't, I can't. Do. And then we have practice tomorrow and we have to wear masks. But don't you have to, you can take them off with like, High-intensity exercise, can't you? Or is I, that's what I thought, but I guess since it's indoor, that oh, you have to wear a mask. Up. Outdoor, if you're running a lot, like high-intensity, then you don't have to wear a mask. So we're going to be running for like 30 minutes straight with mask on. If you've been in a professional setting with a bunch of grown men that are high-fiving, ass-slapping, bumping bodies, I reckon I'm more scared of catching other stuff than I am COVID from people. And that's true. I've been in closer proximity than COVID <laughs> than, than anything. Like it's ridiculous. And that's why I don't get the NBA. These guys are playing without masks, and then oh yeah, and you got to do like foot fives like, from the half court yeah, line. And then you <laughs> can't like shake up after the game. It's like wait, we just played for forty eight minutes. Yeah, bumping and grinding. <laughs> yeah, as close as you could be without fucking. And then this is this is what we have to do. That's ridiculous. I don't I don't get that part. How did you go with lockdown? Uh, yeah, it was chill. I did a couple in-house in workouts. I actually didn't do much just because, like, the, the previous two weeks I was going hard, like, every day. So I kind of used it to rest a little bit. Good man. Yep. Good man. And you're right near the beach. You would have just spent some time walking on the beach for your yeah, a little allotted bit. one hour of exercise a, yeah. Week a day. Yeah, a little bit. Most of the time I was just, yeah, in the house doing some, just going over some stuff, trying to get organized. Man, that's exactly what I did. Yeah. I got so much work. Well, yeah, you I got so much work done. You looked like you was getting shit out, bro. Uh, <laughs> I was so busy. But, like, the lockdown with two kids under six is full on, right? It's absolutely full on. And my wife, my wife's tired. Like, she's the poor girl. Like, she works her ass off, too. And so, like, these kids are just high energy. Yeah. Constant stimulus. And you're like, oh, my God. And my wife's not working. So she's working at the moment. 
So, and she's a nurse. So she's essential services. So we can usually, well, we did last lockdown yeah. when she was working. We um, were able to send the kids to school and daycare and all that kind of jazz. Not anymore. Kids at the crib. I feel for people that have got like tod- like toddlers. Like Isla's at least six years old, nearly six. So she's she can kind of fend for herself. She yep. can make her own breakfast and that kind of jazz. But, oh boy. But as, So as soon as they were in bed by like eight... I was in bed by 7, I was in bed by 8.30. I am in my office till 1, 2 in the morning just busting workout. Nice. That's a good time, though, in bed by 8, 8.30. It's a lot of time in there at night to get some stuff done. Yeah, look, I I just put it on the record that it's 7, 8. It never is. It never is that. Have you ever seen a kid go to bed at the right time? (laughs) 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 They're never, never in at the same time. But being able to just pump out work, just get on top of so many things. I think I wrote about 60 programs. I think I finished maybe the the backbone of five or six short courses, um, probably lined us up with another six or seven interviews for the podcast. Mm. Like, I was busy. Yeah. Because I'm like, it's an opportunity. That, like, you, time is just this incredible commodity that we don't have a lot of everyone's like er, trying to earn money everybody's trying to earn success and i'm like i want more time yeah so if i can if i have more of that i can do i can get all of the other stuff so and ironically with being a dad of two kids time is the one thing that just fleets it just disappears i blink and they're fucking six years older you know blink again and they're you know in high school so you know it's Time is so precious. So I was like, and I put it online. I put it on my stories. People were bitching and whinging about Netflix and oh, I, I need some stories to read. I need some some uh, shows to watch. I'm like, fuck you. Like, why are you not reading a book? Why are not Why are you not doing a short course yourself? Why are you not learning a new language? Uh, learning a new skill? Like, uh, you have five days. I think because people just, yeah, I don't know. Everybody, everybody's different, I guess, and think people just don't think about that type of stuff nowadays anymore i feel like back in the day more of so like that was the thing like reading books like gaining knowledge more people talked about you know sharing knowledge and gaining more knowledge and stuff like that and i feel like nowadays you only get that from the old heads mm-hmm. nowadays people talk about people they don't talk about right ideas. it's like gossip and what's going on in entertainment industry and stuff like that. So that's why I like talking to older, you know, like I always find myself around the older group. Even when I was younger, it was like that. So now it's like, I'm not, I mean, I'm into a little bit of the entertainment, obviously like NBA sports and stuff like that. But as far as like the, what's going on with pop culture, I, I, <laughs> I could care less. You just want to hang around the wise heads, you know, I, that's what I want. I want to hang around the people that are chilling and successful around, you know, late 40s, early 50s. I want to learn from those people. I remember I was sitting, like, memories when I was younger, sitting with my grandparents and, like, my grandparents' friends. And I'd be sitting on the floor asking questions and mm. listening to their stories. That was the best times. Like, I, I enjoy, I and mean, look, in Canada, there's, I mean, it's fucking cold outside. There's nothing really much else to do. I used to love it, just sitting, chilling, listening to them, telling these these old these old farts, telling all these cool stories, 
about what it used to be like. And you, you take those little tidbits, mm. you know, because you can learn the answers to a question, but if you can't reverse engineer it, you don't understand it. Like I, I would rather take somebody's experience and then apply that yeah. instead of just going, so okay, life. one plus one is two. No, that's that's true. I was going to say, because talking to, like, my my grandparents and, like, my grandpa and my dad, like, they always was, you know, trying to give me just free game. So mm-hmm. I always took that and, like, like you said, I just always honed that in and used that in my own life, my own walk of life. You know what I mean? And applied it to whatever I wanted to do, whether it be basketball or anything else, you know, wanting to be an entrepreneur or whatever it may be, I took those gifts, those jewels, and just used them in my own way. And still to this day, that's what I do. It's a lot of things that my dad has taught me or my mom or grandparents that I still use to this day. For sure. And I, I feel like they'll help forever in things that I'll pass down and even yeah. things that I've learned on my own in the walk of life that, you know, that I'll pass down and stuff like that. So... That's pr- and you know, like I, I think about it now, that's exactly the stuff that we're trying to do with the the, the short courses we're running. Is yep. like I have no interest in giving anybody information. I would rather give them knowledge. Yeah, I'd rather teach them. In like we put a video up the other day showing Will doing a change of direction drill. I could go through the ins and outs and the mechanics behind it, but wouldn't you rather just learn how, how to, to do it in how two to do minutes? It. Yep. And and then practice it and see pa- and look for patterns and you know take the experience. So that's why gaining knowledge is just so much better than just acquiring information. Yes, and this and we're in the information age where a lot of people see something on Instagram, they just and they take that and don't actually go Man. do the research behind what they've seen. They just take what they've seen from Instagram and think. Like, that's what it is, and it's just information that you just think. You didn't actually learn anything. You just read something, and you think you learned something, but you didn't go do the the research behind it and stuff like that, and that's what, you know, that's the day and age we're in, that microwave society. Microwave society. (laughs) I haven't heard that forever. It's just like, oh, yeah, that's what it is. That's that's the truth, or that's, Every week I get it. Every week someone's like, hey, Sean, I have a coach. What about what about this? And I ask him like, where did did you find it on Instagram? Yeah, was it on something that was yeah. you know fifteen seconds or less, thirty seconds or less? Yeah. Okay. What do I usually say? Yeah. Okay. Coach, shut the fuck up. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> it's <laughs> that's what it is. Even with um, if we put it in basketball terms, the kids want to step on a court and just go right to the three point line because what they seen online. And I, I'm gonna be honest, I don't work on threes with any of my players besides maybe the older, you know, older groups, like maybe guys breaking into the 20s or if the guy is already a shooter and they're young, then obviously. But a lot of my players, especially my really young players, that they don't even have the strength to really shoot a three correctly, I don't. Yep. we don't work on threes. No. We do a lot of stuff, form shooting around the rim, um, a lot of form shooting mid-range until they get the strength and the mechanics right. Then we can get to the three-point line. But it's going to take some time. You know, like, that's how I was taught, and I end up becoming a better shooter over time. Mm-hmm. It wasn't never just me stepping on the court just shooting threes, you know. And sadly, the NBA has gotten all these kids' mindset like that. Yep. I agree. And I'm surprised, like, and the thing is, too, it, it's so easy to sell 
oh, coaching yeah. where you're just going to be shooting threes all day. Yeah. Like because it's uh, everybody wants to it, everybody wants to do it. It's a, it's a highlight. Mm. Oh, you gotta you gotta start small. It's the same when people start talking about vertical jump or yeah. You know, I had I dead set. I had a dad once that hit me up about his kid, and he goes, um, "Yeah, he he needs to uh, really develop his vertical, and um, we really got to get his zero to five meter sprint happening." Like, how old is he? Like, oh, he's twelve. Just get him <laughs> fucking enjoying the game. Get him exercising. Like, just start basic. Yeah. And so people have these unrealistic ideas of what it takes to become elite because they just want to go from level one to level ten. And they don't realize that if you want to be shooting three pointers, like you have to be able to shoot field goals, yeah, and consistently, consistently, exactly. You know, I'd rather score two field goals than miss a three. I mean, you. I'd like sadly, to hit anything. You've seen me shoot. Yeah. I'd like to just hit. If anything. you go to a, a wobble game, like under, I've coached under eighteens the last few years, and it, the three point percentage is not that great. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying, like, oh, kids can't shoot. I'm just saying, like, there hasn't been enough reps. There's not enough reps going on outside of what they're doing yep. for it to be good in a game. Yep. You know what I mean? So, But there's also And under not pressure. Exactly. With defense. The game is so much different than just going and stepping on the court shooting threes. So it's not enough coaches teaching the right way to become a better shooter. You know, there's some out there. I've definitely been around and seen some around in Perth, but there's not enough that's coaching that team environment to where it's this is what you want to do off the court, uh, off five-on-five five, our practices to become a better shooter. But, you know, a lot of some kids and some teams have that free reign to get them up. And it's like, well, <laughs> you know, sadly you're not doing anything but going backwards in a way. So I have a policy when people sort of jump on the shooting machine in here that it's field goals first. Like you, you are not shooting threes straight out of the gate. Yeah, like it's a not on. It, it doesn't happen, but other places do. Shoot, I still, I still form shoot every day. <laughs> do you know you and uh, Lockie Cummings mm-hmm. are probably the two oldest heads that I see. Just like it, it, you guys will stand under the ring and stand there with one arm straight up under the basket and just flick and shoot, and you'll do twenty on the left, twenty on the right. Like you guys will take half an hour to yeah. warm up your form shooting before then you actually start warming up. Yeah. You know? I, I, I see it in here when his girlfriend trains in here and, and we see when we're working out yeah. and we see him warming up and you doing your form shooting, like, I, I can attest to it. Word. And what's the, the moral of the story with your shooting and his shooting? You guys are walking snipers. Yeah. You know, because you put the time and the effort in doing the basics. Yeah. But, like, didn't Kobe say that? Like, how are you so good? And he just goes, I fell in love with the basics. Yeah, it's the you know, basics. The simple shit. That Bruce Lee, didn't Bruce Lee had a crazy quote about that. The yeah, it was like, f- I, I don't fear the man who can, uh, you can, uh, can kick me a thousand times once or use a thousand kicks once. Yeah. It's the guy who can... Kick one kick a thousand a times thousand or something times, like that. Yeah, and that's that's the name of the game right there. That that applies to shooting. Just those kicks. That's the same way that you know we got to start teaching and kids got to start learning how to shoot. The same form over over yeah, and over again. It's boring. I think you're spot on the mic. But I mean, if you love basketball, it's not boring. <laughs> how are you handling watching the ga- the the games in the bubble? NBA bubble is. 
I miss the And fans. it's crazy, bro, because it, and I don't think it has anything to do with the bubble. I think it has a lot to do with just how the game is right now for me. How so? In a way of the NBA wants more scoring and they want the offense to be exciting because obviously that's what people love. It goes back to kind of what we just talked about, you know. Um, so you see a lot more, you see a lot more threes, which I don't have a problem with. Then you see a lot more like fouls and a lot and a lot less defense because in the NBA you're n- literally not allowed to play defense. Nobody's allowed to like even remotely get physical with you. No. You know, like here in our league, it's physical. You know, guys are fighting over screens. Like if you fight over a screen and that player is good enough and smart enough. And all you have to do is lean into that player and pull up for a three in the NBA, and you're going to get three shots. Yep. I can never do that. Yeah, no, you here. wouldn't get nothing. And I wouldn't want to, though, you know, because then I'll just be able to cheat the game. Yep. You know, oh, he's fighting over the screen. Let me just lean into him and shoot a three. Were, were we talking about that with Trey Young when he yeah. was sort of running Bro, past? I had this argument with my boy. Shout out to the homie Jerm back home. But I had this argument because he tried to tell me, oh, um, oh, man, what did he say? He said something like, that's a great play. Um, he says something about it but being a not. great play. But it's not. It's shit basketball exactly. that Trey has now learned to leverage. Exactly. So all he has to do is just weevil his way in front of somebody, hits the brakes, falls back, jumps forward, puts up an acting shot, and he gets and easy two. And he goes two. to the free throw line. You know? Like, okay, he's now exploited the rules. Good for him. But that's shit basketball. That's everybody. James Harden, he's Damian better Lillard. Than that. They all, they're all too smart of players not to. You'll see if the rules, rules were changed out even out here in the NBL 1, you will see players doing that. 100%. You know? So it's just, you know, and then in the NBA, the floor is a lot bigger than FIBA basketball floor. So, like, wider. And then there's no help defense. You know, so it's just a it's just a free flowing game, and I just don't know if I really I like I like NBA playoff basketball more than I like regular season yeah. basketball. You know, maybe I could put it like that. Um, there's some games I like, but then it's just yeah, it's just free flowing. Guys are just getting up shots. Sometimes games just look like I don't know. You can go to a pickup game and just see really good players hoop. That's just what it looks like. It doesn't look like there's any structure on defense. Sometimes no structure on offense, depending on which team that you're looking at. Yeah. Um, so Andrew I'm uh, up and down with me, man, with the with the NBA nowadays. I think I missed guys just jawing at each other. I'm, they're just like, going at it. Just let let them blow off some steam. They're grown men, full yeah. of testosterone. Let them have a back and forth. Yeah. Right. And if it gets physical, like if if there's a rough and tumble and someone pushes somebody else. Just let them have it. Yeah. Like, leave it. If they start swinging, then you kind of get into it. But, like, they're grown men. You don't yeah. have to. The minute, like, if you and I just went like, hey, Jess, what the fuck are you doing? You can't push like that. Well, yeah. shut up, Sean. You can be able to handle it. Yeah, Boom. Yeah. Two texts. Right out of the gate. I hate yeah, that. Yeah, that is whack. You got to let, like, see motion. Like, the game is a lot of emotions in the game. So, you should let, let some emotion go. Right. And that's when better basketball is going to come out when people are emotive. Yeah. Yeah. But when you yeah. just... Like Table LeBron, though, you. did you see <laughs> whenever that uh, Cleveland Cavalier um, executive started clapping after he missed in the was the end of the third quarter? Oh, I, I think I heard about this. Bro, this dude stood up on a sideline and was, like, clapping super hard at LeBron because he missed at the buzzer. So LeBron just 
looked back, stared at him as he's walking to the bench and just gave him that smirk. Yeah. And had like 20-something in the fourth to end the game. (laughs) When will people just ever learn? Just don't poke the bear. Hey, but I was like, that that was a Jordan moment. Yep, that was a Jordan Mormon for Bron. See, that's the ba- yeah, that's when LeBron was like, that's what, and that's when it was personal. <laughs> <laughs> like just, I actually did enjoy the courtside Karen. Did you ever see yep, that? Yep. Oh man. Yep. I think he even scored like ten or twelve that for a quarter to end the game. You just can't. I mean, there's some players you just don't say nothing to. Let, yeah, he's not. Yeah, don't you say anything I mean? to LeBron. I, you could, I reckon you could jog AD and you wouldn't get anything back from him. Yeah. But LeBron, no way. Yo, AD hasn't really been, I don't know, he hasn't been AD this year. I don't know, maybe he's just cruising. Do you think players and, and fans should jaw off? Do you think they, they, there's no problems with them talking to each other? I, de- I think it depends on what the fans are saying. Totally, I 100% agree. Like, it's context. Like there's a fine line. But I think, you know, normal stuff, like, somebody wants to be like, you suck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. Like, whatever. Whatever, yep. Yep. you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're paying my wages, pal. Yeah. You know, so did I you don't hear, mind it, but it's a thin line. Did you hear that uh, that courtside Karen, whatever her name was, that that Atlanta Barbie doll, she got offered by a porn site to do like a courtside Karen no sort way. of takeoff funny kind of scene. Yeah, yeah, she got offered money because like she's just this, she she's the epitome of what a porn star would look like. Oh my gosh. Yeah, That's crazy. Opportunity knocks. <laughs> Tell I mean, it's probably a, she probably got offered a lot of things because she w- she took her opportunity to be to she be famous. gave him a serve. She wasn't. She's a little 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 bulldog. She was like, "Fuck you! Oh, fuck you! No, lady, you you are a string bean with bolt-ons. That's you what just you gotta are. sit down and enjoy the game. Just sit and enjoy the game. Enjoy <laughs> the popcorn." And I never, no one ever saw the husband. Like, no I, one ever, I never saw the no, husband. I don't know if, it, if he was like a small fat guy or if he was jacked or yoked. I didn't even see anybody sitting there. I did. That was a man. I didn't see anything. I just saw this boobed bimbo <laughs> just be like, fuck you, LeBron. And then she just went on her, her uh, Instagram takeover. Yeah. Like, she went everywhere just to be like, you're such an asshole. But yeah. She's, you know, people like that are going to take their, take it to that next level to get some followers. Get yeah. some attention. It's probably did. But to go back to about the game. Yeah, please. Can I've we been, just get off of Karen? Let's move on. Yeah, Karen is Karen is whack. <coughs> but I've been um, enjoying actually watching NBL more than NBA this year. How good has the NBL been? NBL has it been has leveled this year. up. Leveled up. Like there's some well, I mean, obviously there's a lot of NBA talent in that league, a lot of top Euro League talent, so yeah, I've been I've been enjoying I've been enjoying that a lot. Do you think that there's now this really clear link between the NBL and the NBA now that there's a lot of players yeah. going, yeah, okay, I can actually you I, I can actually get somewhere now in the yeah. NBL. Yeah. I think because what I think that really helped it is when they started doing that preseason. Um the preseason mashup. With when NBA teams go over there and play NBA teams in the preseason, I think that's when that link really started. And then you start having some retired NBA players by ownership within some of these uh, NBL teams. So I think that's when it really started. I think Josh Childress and Sean Marion were kind of like one of the first, um, some of the first American owners, if I'm not mistaken. But that plus that preseason 
mashup that they do every year or they used to do every year, which I'm pretty sure they'll bring back once all this COVID stuff. Whoever is had over. that idea, yeah. that was a genius. Genius, idea. you know. I mean, they NBA kind of brings some teams from China and Euroleague, but not as much as what they do with the NBL. Like, NBL has at least almost half of its teams every year go over there and play. Yeah, and that's just what better exposure. That's oh, that's better than summer league. Yep. You know, you write preseason, sometimes even playing against top starters of the NBA. So, it's a good – yeah, man, it's a good role. You see with, like, players like Jason Tate, um, LaMelo Ball, you see what these guys are doing in the NBA now. They're starting, getting good minutes, putting up good numbers. So He just dropped, like, 32 this morning or something. Who? LaMelo. He, this morning? I'm not kidding. He had, like, a Damn, career. Let me go ahead and look. Yeah, he dropped, like, 30-something. He's nice, though. I mean – Okay, I – Seeing him drop good. 30 makes me really, really happy. Right. Right? But. Because. Oh, it, I thought it, there was a but. No, no, no. Okay. I, no. I really like it because I really can't stand LeVar. I, he, that dad is this cherry picking. You don't I, like his dad? I live vicariously through my kid's asshole. I can't stand LeVar. Yeah. And remember, he had all his chips on uh, Lonzo. Yeah. Lonzo's going to be the next Michael. And yeah, yeah, like he did. He, and he was like, who was that boxing promoter that he was with Mike Tyson and whatnot? Uh, like, um, what's his name? I know the, who's the, I know the exactly big who black guy with the, the, the um, hair and yeah. the, the, the gray tips. God, what's his name? Let's, let's. Oh. Him. So LeVar is like trying to channel him. And... He's put all of his chips on Lonzo being the next greatest thing, right? Don King. Don King. No relation. No. <laughs> <laughs> so he's thinking, my kid's going to be the next best thing since sliced bread. Oh, I've got another two kids as a backup, but they're both fucking potatoes. I'm going to go all in. Winges his way, winges his kid from college to the NBA. And granted, yeah. um, Lonzo can play pretty decent basketball, yeah, yeah, he right? Was he, he was hooping in college. He can play, but he wasn't anything to be a top 20 player. Never has, never was. Yeah, I, And I then the middle kid, that. is a, he's a jockstrap. Like, he's a thief and got busted for stealing <laughs> stuff. He, well, he's not that good. He'd actually, I think he'd be a better football player than he would be anything else. Mm. Big son of a bitch, like, can run. Like, I think he'd be better in another sport. And then Lamelo, yeah. the young pup that grew like 12 inches in a couple of years, yeah. that's now come out of the woodwork, destroyed the NBL, and he did. He yeah. crushed it out here. And now he's gone back to Charlotte under the wing of Michael. Yeah. And he's crushing it. He's nice, bro. You know? And I'm hearing not much at all from LeVar because, you know, he's got pie on his face because he put all his chips on his oldest son, forgot about the youngest one, and the youngest one's killing it. He's killing it. Like, commercially, he Well, I wouldn't is say he forgot, because he always said his youngest one was going to be the best one. When did he say that? Oh, he said that a lot. Okay. Well, if he said that, then I'll give him that. Because yeah. that, yeah. that, that, he was right. But yeah. he went too hard with yeah. the first one. He went, he went really hard with so that. So hard. You know, but, I mean, at the same time. And commercially, like, LaMelo is... Yeah, Old. he's the yeah, he is the one. He's, he's the got one. The Puma he's shoes. definitely probably learned, but I think that's just I, I don't know. I think for Lavar, I don't got a problem with Lavar and how he goes about it. I just think 
on the basketball stage, if I was his son, I'd be like, look, Pops, let me, if I was <laughs> Lonzo, I'd be like, look, let me go out here and do my thing first. And then you can, you know what I'm saying? And then <laughs> let's, then, and, and then let's, and then let's talk. And then let's talk some shit. But let me go hoop first. Because then you just painted a target. You got guys like, all right, bro, let me, let me go out here and see what Lonzo about. Yeah. You know, you got some of the better players in the world, like, well, if he's talking like this, I got to see what Lonzo really about. Right. So you don't want to paint that target. <laughs> and you don't like, want the kid to live, try to live up to these unrealistic expectations. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's yeah. madness. Yeah, he's, he said a lot of stuff, like, he's going to be better than Steph. He can be magic. Oh, shut up. Yeah, that's just too much, bro. You can't. That's just too much. I had this conversation with a buddy of mine yesterday where I think my... I think my goat to the NBA has changed. It's always been Michael. Okay. You yeah, it's always been Michael. Always so been what Michael. But you're saying you think it has changed. I think it's changed, and I'm going to put forward some very, very good arguments. Um, yeah, um, let's, okay. let's go down this so, rabbit hole. So Bill Russell is obviously a big one because people will talk about championships, right? And I think at the end of the day, the goat conversation is more or less who's at the goat table. It's the it's the ra- the the round goat table. Okay. Who's at the table? I think LeBron's the next guy that's going to have a seat at the table, and I don't think that's under for de- that's up for debate. Yeah, he's got a seat at the table. He's yeah. not at the head of the table. Okay, I think Michael is, but I think he's going to be voted out. Right. I also think people underappreciated how good Larry Bird was. Mm. I don't think like this young generation to see this white goofy guy. Yeah. Larry was amazing. Larry was nice. I'm actually going to put it up for discussion that I think Magic Johnson is the, in terms of sports, right? is the GOAT. And t- so in terms of all sports. Right. And hear me out with this. Wow. Michael dominated the court, right? Mm-hmm. No arguments. He's crushed it with Jordan Brand, making billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Not up for discussion. But if you look at what Magic has done, He's got what five? Ti- he's got five rings, mm-hmm. and then he's also got a bunch of rings as a coach, as a manager, as an owner. Mm. He's an owner of the LA Sparks. They won a chip. He's an owner of the Dodgers. Wow. They won a World Series. Yeah. Fuck the guy won the World Series yeah, last year and a, a, a chip with the Lakers, and he couldn't even have a fucking parade. Wow. Do you know how many people in LA would have come out onto the streets? Yeah. It would have been crazy in I don't, LA. I don't think it would have been. <laughs> it was crazy. I reckon the cops would have just be like, ah, uh, uh, we, we can't, we can't police this. It would have. So, I'll find out the numbers. But like, he's got a World Series ring. He's got a WNBA ring. He's got a bunch of rings with the Lakers. He's got a bunch of gold medals. Yes. Right. Hall of Famer. All stars coming out of his ass. And he's he is in most lists, yeah, with scoring or field goals or assists, that kind of jazz. Like, I think it's a pretty hard conversation to go. Look, this guy. It, I, I suppose my point is, if you want to look at one of the most winningest, winningest yeah. players, coaches, yes. individuals, like you can't snuff yeah. at Magic you, Johnson. You can't. You can't. That's a good argument. He has so much. And I just found out the other day they're making like a Last Dance documentary of him. 
Really? Where, and this is where I'm really excited about wow. it, is they're going to go from his, like, it's, it's the last dance for Magic. But they're also going to go past his career. Siri's trying to get him. Trying to get a talk on. She's like, hold on. She, um, it, and it goes all the way his to where he now is a businessman. Yeah. Like, my he's the ultimate. Bro, he's got like man, these he's um, hedge funds is, that he's a, a, a big time hotshot owner in and contributor. And like, I just don't think people realize that. Michael ascended because of pure raw talent, and and, and I'm never ever going to talk shit about Michael Jordan because he's a, uh, he's amazing, but like he was so good on the court, everybody wanted to be like Mike. Yeah, and he was just at the right time where the shoe game and the fashion game picked up. But if you want to look at like winningest players and coaches and individuals, and like Magic won as soon as he stepped foot in the NBA, right? And didn't he win a college chip, too? Yeah. Beat Larry Bird. The guy is just something else. <laughs> you know? That and, is true. I never the, even looked at magic And the guy like goes and gets HIV positive and kicks that in its ass. Yeah. And then comes back, and he's still alive. Like, <clears throat> how, peop- how he's not dead already... From having that back in the day, yeah. with as little medical knowledge we had back then, to now, and then to have everything that he has now. And to be honest, he's a big guy. Most guys let themselves out out of shape when they finish their career, but like, he's in decent shape for a guy yeah. who's what six eight, six yeah. nine. Yeah, Magic looking good, man. You know, he he's kept his nose clean, stays out of the limelight. He. Isn't he still with the same woman that he's with? What's yep. her name? His wife. His wife. Yeah. Still with her. He has and could have been in potential controversy when, um, because I think one of his sons is a trans yep. woman. Yep. I think, or it's the other way around. No, it's a. No, tr- no. no it's, it's he a, was. It was a. It was a boy. Yeah, he was born a man. Born a man. Born and a now boy. He's a man now, but he is trans. Is, is trans or is cross dressing? Cross. I don't quote, I don't quote don't, us no, on not sure. this, but it's around that. But it's that, that vein, yeah, right? Yeah. So, like, you could easily get yourself into hot water with that shit in today's yeah. climate. But he's yeah. not. He's like, nope, that's my, that's that's my, my son, daughter. That's, that's, that's my son. However our, yeah, he refers yeah, to it. Yeah. Uh, however he refers to his, his kid as and the situation. And, and he, he has just done the right thing. Contributes yeah. to charity. I can't fucking fault the guy. Yeah, man. That is... I'm not mad at that argument. No, I think it's a good. I've I've I've, <laughs> I, I've been marinating on this one for a few he days. He could possibly be the greatest athlete on and off the court ever. That is, you can't. Who else would you even think about competing with that? Shaq. Yeah, maybe. But see, I think this is where I think the goat conversation now is is sadly now off the court. Right. If we look at pure raw talent. Well, so your goat, but. But let, let me just get this clear. Your goal just on the court is Michael Jordan, though. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. And I was lucky. Like, I was a boy. Well, I, was, I was born in 85, so I was born just after he was, came to the NBA. Yeah. So my whole life has been watching him and yeah. when I loved it, when I was playing it as a kid. Yeah. Like, I watched, I remember watching him on TV from 1990 to, you know, yeah. towards the end of the, the 90s. Yeah. And I watched it, and Shaq was my favorite. 
Like my, yeah, I, I idolized Shaq, Shaquille, yeah. but like Michael was just something else. Yeah. So on the court, I don't think like Michael's the guy. Yeah. But I think if we're gonna talk goat, and and how the goat conversation is carrying on, mm-hmm. I think we have to now prepare ourselves that it's become okay. What'd you do in college? What'd you do in the NBA? What are you doing in your extracurricular activities? Are you being an asshole? Right. Did you get yourself in trouble? You know, how much money have you made? Have you contributed? What kind of other businesses do you have? You know, and with all of that being said, I think it's pretty, like, LeBron's climbing that ladder pretty quickly. LeBron definitely. Everything. Definitely. I was looking at, I'm looking at here, so I think you can throw in there Deion Sanders a little bit, because Deion, he's done a lot. Trying to look, but he hasn't coached on a professional level. He's only coached on a collegiate level. Okay, I'm gonna try and find the video. There was like a. But he's he did a lot in the MLB, NFL. Probably the great one of the great, if not the greatest defensive player ever. Bo, Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson. Yeah. Yep. I reckon in terms one. of an athlete. Yeah. If we want to look at pure raw athletes, Bo Jackson would be my guy. Okay. Uh, and I, do you know what I'd love to see? I, wi- I hope. Do you know what? If I hope if an NFL team listens to this, yeah, they won't. But I hope <laughs> they. Do. I would want an owner to literally take out a billion dollar loan and pay LeBron and also cover insurance to get him to play NFL. Oh and I swear God. to God, what if like LeBron was like a tight end? He would just decimate, bro. Because I was gonna say LeBron hasn't played any other sport, but. He might be like the greatest athlete of all time. We're just talking about pure, just just an athlete. I would say him or or Deion Sanders. LeBron's me. been able to keep, look. It's the goat conversation is it it changes with the times, right? Because imagine what would have happened to Michael if he had access to the knowledge and the sports yeah. science we have now. You know, like he was making just as uh, just as much money as lebron is now if you gear for oh, inflation. And you got to think what if michael was in today's game with these rules <laughs> hey bro he was averaging like 45 a game right did now you, did you see that really funny picture it had like the old 96 bulls the 95 bulls or a bunch of them and they asked michael like who would win like the 90 something bulls or LeBron's Lakers. He's like, ah, yeah, I think we'd win by like, you know, two or three points. He's oh, like, yeah, 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 what, you, what, are you, what are you talking about? You're like, really? He goes, yeah, yeah, it'd be a bit tough because we're all in our 60s now. <laughs> 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 Typical Michael. Never until his dying day. In saying that too. Just so funny. I that would be a tough because I think <laughs> LeBron still would be able to do whatever he wanted against that Bulls team. You reckon? Yep. You reckon? We'll stop him. Bro, he's 6'9", 270. No, look, I can't argue with that. He's a, he's four, a physical four, specimen. Like, he's a specimen. He's still going to see everybody over everybody. He's still going to make the passes he wants. He still can drive past anybody. He can still post up Scottie Pippen or Mike. I don't think people realize how strong Scottie Pippen was. Bro, he would not be able to do anything. How he- Can you find out how heavy... Scotty Pippen Bro, Scottie was. Pippen was like six. What? He he was strong. Don't get me wrong. Scottie hey, man, Pippen you, was they would have to put Rodman on on LeBron, and then maybe we we, we can talk about some. Um, how heavy was he? 
And don't think because he was long and slender that he wasn't he wasn't heavy. He would have been about 225, 230? 230, 228. So about 105, anywhere between 105, 110. 6'8, 228. Okay, okay, so he's just over 100 kilos. 100 kilos coming at you is not, and, and what, what's a brawn one? Would be 100, 110, 115 kegs. I mean, I don't even think they list LeBron real weight. I think LeBron is heavier than what he's listed. Facts. <laughs> Bro, he's listed at 250. Oh, fuck off. He's not. No, he's heavier than 250 pounds. No this way. He's not we just see the picture of him with his shirt off at the beach. He's Six heavy. nine. He's heavier than two fifty. I don't care what anyone says. I I'll I bet you every dollar I've got. Unreal. But that'll be only what twenty five more pounds heavier than me right now. Yeah. No. You're looking in really good shape right now. Yeah. Thanks. Like. Yeah. You know, we've been. Put you've together been, a nice program for you've me, been bro. Been working your ass off. Well, look, and you, you look, you deserve some of the credit too, because you've been eating really well. Yeah. You and Tali have been dialing in your diet. Well, we on that, we on day thirty three, or that forty five day, you know, clean eating type. Yeah. But your skin has never looked as good. You're as Looking lean as good. I've ever seen you. And honestly, I feel great on the court as Looking far as jacked. Kurt, uh, what was I gonna say? Damn. As far as recovery, like my wind, up and down, up and down, up and down, tired, but then I'm like, oh, I'm ready, right? Yep, five deep breaths, yeah. good to go. Yeah, that's how I'm feeling. Oh, man. I'm excited to see it up this year. I'm, I'm very, excited. very excited. Like, I can't wait to get into, like, uh, actual practice rhythm. I feel like it's always, I don't know. This we've been doing a lot, the lockdown, and then we've been doing a lot of conditioning to where we don't really play that much, and there's a lot of guys, you know, coming out to try out for, like, D-League and, SBL spot, so it's not like that regular practice where you're like actually getting ready for the season. It's yeah. more of like conditioning and then seeing what other guys got to fill out the roster. So I can't wait till that. It's just like all right, practice two three times a week, and we're like officially getting ready for the season. Yeah. You know, a lot of scrimmaging, a lot of you know setting up our plays, and like all that stuff is super fun to me. So. I can't I, wait. I was talking to, <coughs> excuse me, I was talking to somebody the other day about it. Might have, actually, it might have been Amber. Yeah. Um, and talking about athletes getting into shape coming into season. Yeah. Man, just they're getting sloppy. Yeah. Just getting sloppy, like it. To me, it's a job application, right? Yeah. And look, I, and very well. I when I was thinking about this, That's like a I'm, good way to put it. It's job application, right? Wow. And look, I'm going to start telling that to players. With kids now, like, I let myself go. I've probably put on a, a, too much weight. And yeah. I've started dropping down now because I'm like, well, you know, I've got I've to trim up a bit. And also, I need to make sure that I can tell these guys to do the same shit. Yeah. But the, the thing is, people just think that you can walk into a basketball team. You can walk into a club and just get a spot. And I, it is definitely a job application. Yeah. And a, and a job that you can be fired from. Yes. And it's purely based on your ability. So if you've put on 25 kilos in the offseason, then you need to lose 26 kilos. And if you don't, cool, it doesn't make you a bad person. It just means you ain't going to get any fucking game time. That's it. Right? And It's your choice. And I, it needs to be an initiative that is brought down by the club. Yeah. And it has to be something that's enforced by the club. It has to be something that's forced by the yes. team. 
Like, and I leadership. will say this, not to cut you off, sorry, bro, but Warwick is doing a really good job of starting to enforce that as far as um, starting it young, like starting with the 18s, the unders, and then trying to create that pathway throughout through to the good. SBL. But having players like myself, Cody Ellis, um, you know, Ash is going to help out coaching a little bit, but having players with some experience be able to have – those meetings and or be be involved with like the coaching. So, and we have, you know, there's been a lot of meetings at work with different coaches and with the staff. And yeah, it's exciting times. It's exciting for me because this, this, you know, this is what I love. You know, I want to develop. I want to, I even want to get better than seeing younger kids get better and make me want to get better, you know, but to be able to give my experience and be like, look, this is what's needed. Like you said, this is a, this is your job. If you want this to be your job in the future, you have to act like this is your job right now. Yep. Especially at that, from going 18s to 20s, like that's a crucial, that's a crucial time. And if you don't have that work ethic then, and you're not utilizing what the club is giving you, gym time, you know, um, weight room time, they're giving you these things to get better so the club can develop and so you can develop individually to get a spot you know, you're wasting your own time and you're wasting the club's time now because now that is the focus is to help you get better and to yep. help you develop. You know what I mean? So that job application, I'm literally still in that steal right it. now. You can have it. Just I will offer you know. it willingly. I just It just annoys me. It just annoys me. And the amount of people that are just scared of the weight room. Like, you know, the only way I'm going to get better is if I'm on court. No. Like, do you know the only way a car gets better is if it's in the shop, mm. right? And then you actually go put it on the track to see how good it goes. And you want to get it better, you put it back in the shop. A yes. gym is the shop. Yes. Right? And when we finish in the shop, we're going to put the keys in you, turn you on, and we're going to run you on court to see how things are going yeah. from the tweaks we've done in the shop. And, oh, but I'm just going to go to Pilates and... Like, I'm just going to do some yoga and it's going <laughs> to get my core strong. Fuck off. I've never seen a yoga player. I've never seen someone do yoga, no. destroy a basketball no. game. Can yoga and Pilates be beneficial? Can it, can it be uh, a garnish and a seasoning and a flavor to a yeah. really good meal? 100%. 100%. Right? But it depends on the person. It depends right. on. So people going, oh, you need to add yoga and Pilates to help your flexibility. Well, no, there's actually some really good science showing that just doing strength training right. is just as good, if not more beneficial for increasing flexibility than doing yoga and Pilates. Yep. Just because you do a lot of long movements doesn't mean that you're going to develop longer muscles. Right. It's bullshit. Yeah. So find the little tweaks that help you in the shop so that you can hit the track and you can just absolutely destroy it. But, oh, no, everybody just sees... Coach Connolly dickhead is a meathead that just lifts <laughs> all the time. I'm like, and the funny thing is people that know me know that if, if there's things that I can do that are not weights room related, like that's, we'll do those. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not just the heavy barbells and no, dumbbells. It's, it's no, coming from me, I've been with you for going on second year now. This is, a, yeah, we're you know? we've started the second. So, you know, it's not always just, oh, just get strong, get big, get a sh Fucking, <laughs> it's, it's we not look for that. one percenters all yeah. the time. We'll yeah. sit, we'll chat, we'll, we'll text. Yeah, it's definitely it's, not that. Where's the one percenter? What's how can we tweak something to make right. it a little bit more advantageous right. now than what it was? Yeah, it blows my mind. Um, what was I gonna say? Uh, 
Did you make a shit ton of money off GameStop? No. <laughs> Neither did I. God damn it. <laughs> I didn't. Or AMC. I missed that wave, bro. I don't even. I still to this day, because I missed the wave, I don't. I I just didn't even want to learn what was going on. I was just like, you know what? Chris told us How about the AMC. How is GameStop this high right now? It's like at three hundred dollars. So well, I'll have a I look. I can check. Yeah, can check. So I was told about it the day it happened, right? And obviously, the day things happen, it means you're you're too late. You're already too late. But Chris Johnson. From the Well Squad told us about AMC. He was riding that motherfucker like nobody's oh, business. Oh, it's, it's corrected itself. It was at 347. Yep. Bro. Sure, I'll tell you a quick story. I was one, of, one of my athletes. It's only at 66 now. One of my athletes, I was talking because I, I was going to put some money in, uh, in Netflix. And I saw that on the Wednesday, it was like two weeks ago, three weeks ago or something. Uh, I was going to put some money in Netflix. I was going to put a fair bit of money in Netflix mm. um, because they had their end of year earnings report come out. And yeah. I went, Oh yeah, that's think about it. Lockdown, valuable commodity. It's a valuable company. What's something that people are signing up left, right, and center for? Like they're really building their, uh, their repertoire. They're, like it's becoming a structurally sound company. And then at the bottom of this article, when they said uh, one of the uh, one of the guys high up top in Netflix was like, "We're not going to be looking for any external funding for the short term anymore because we feel pretty comfortable." I'm like, "Oh, what? Secure business model, secure cash flow." Oh, anyway, so I told one of my athletes, I was like, "But I reckon we could put a couple of bucks into this," yeah. and he's like, "Ah, Netflix." That asshole gave me one percent doubt, which was enough to doubt myself, and and I'm like, oh, okay. It went up like an immediate spike. Yeah, easy. I think I th honestly, I think it went up maybe sixty percent the minute the report had dropped, and like on the graph, it was a vertical cliff. And I'm looking at it, and I sent him a screenshot. I'm like, you ass. I'm never listening to anybody else ever again. Yeah. That's, what, I, that's the number one thing that I've learned. I would have paid my month's mortgage in yeah. that hit right there. When it comes to investing, you just, you look at, I mean, you obviously stay in tune to what other people are saying, whatever, but you got to make moves off your gut feeling. Man, what an opportunity I missed. Bummed. Yeah. So <laughs> bummed. But you live and you learn. You live and you learn, bro. The, the GameStop thing was quite funny. GameStop AMC was crazy, man. But GameStop... I heard about AMC, but GameStop was really out of nowhere. You what? know, how, you know how it happened, right? No, that's what I was going to ask you. So, um, Simone uh, was telling me, Simone, uh, my buddy from Cup and Coke. Yeah, 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 yeah. Simone, this smart cookie, right? He is a smart cat. I, I actually do have to give him a, a prop because he he's given me a couple of really tasty tips nice. that have uh, been quite lucrative. But he's smart cat, right? And he was telling me about Sean. You need to have a listen to this funny story about GameStop. And it essentially was a bunch of these guys in a Reddit forum that hate Wall Street. Wow. Hate Wall Street. And there was heaps of them in this forum. Yeah. And a lot of them were quite cashed up. And so what they did is they found GameStop, which was this dying company. Yeah. And uh, they just essentially just started buying up shares. Wow. 
Because wow. they knew what would happen. Like they were smart cookies, yeah. right? And they knew what would happen. They'd just inflate the price. Wall Street hedge fund guys would see this and be like, GameStop, we're going to short this. And then it kept going. And they had to change. They had to short again and then short again. And the market cap was like $10 billion by the time it got out of control. Wow. So there was hedge fund companies, like wow. literally billions of dollars in the hole. And when it came time to, to, to cash out and pay up, like they didn't have anything. And then <laughs> Wall Street started a bitch and whinge and moan because everybody had found the, the loophole and exploited the system. So then Wall Street, being so big and powerful, set off like started to get a hold of Robin yeah. Hood and Stake and all these yeah. kind of guys, and you couldn't buy couldn't anymore. Buy bro. So now there's all these class action lawsuits against Robin Hood because they weren't able to fulfill the, the yeah. supply and demand. Yeah. You know? It bro. was a very, very, very funny thing. Just a few weeks ago, GameStop was plus 2,000%. That's crazy. Imagine if you had just 10 grand. How would you feel if you were the owner of GameStop, though? You'd be like, oh. Oh, so this this is funny. So the 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 same code, I heard this last week, actually. Um, the the A company here in Australia, I, and, and this is from somebody else, I, so I, I haven't fact-checked this. Okay. But there's the a company in Australia that has the same code or the same business name as GameStop here in Australia, and their share price went through the fucking roof. Wow. Because of it. Because of it, Because yeah. idiots were like, oh, a GameStop, I'm going to invest in the Australian one. And, <laughs> and so they went through the roof. This company's share price went through the roof. The owner's making all this money. And when you have like a massive spike or whatnot, like you've got to, um, you've got to tell the ASX. Yeah. Like what, what happened? Like what's wow. going on? Yeah. And he was like, I don't know what's happened. The the people were stupid and invested in our company. And the guy had to pay a fine because of, 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 of what had happened. He wasn't able to properly disclose how he raised all this money. So, he, so they fined they him. They fined him for being too successful. <laughs> and again, not my words. This was totally something that was told oh to me. Oh, my but goodness. Yeah, he had to justify what had happened. And the ASX, were like, to the ASX. And he, d he couldn't do it because he was like. It's not his fault. It's not my fault. <laughs> wow. <laughs> To get fined for something that's not like, bro, people are just giving me free money. Yep. <laughs> Can't argue with that. I'll take it. I will be putting a little bit more back into crypto, though. Oh yeah. I mean, it was it was um, low the last time we did a show. It was kind of you know a couple weeks ago, kind of low. I bought a little bit more of like uh, Ethereum. And what was the other one I bought? Stellar. Stellar. That's the one you were telling me about. Yeah. You like that one. Yeah. I think Stellar is going to be solid. Just didn't some guy leave one? Left Ripple. Started the owner, the one who created Ripple, left and started Stellar. Yeah. And the same, made it the same exact thing. Yeah. So, and then there's like countries that are um adopting their currency to on the stellar platform and stuff like that. A lot of countries adapting to and companies top banking systems are adapting to the Ethereum platform as well. So that's why those two 
for me at least, are the ones that I'm really like slowly invested in. Do you think crypto is gonna really be a big thing in the future? Yeah. Yeah. If you look at what it was ten years ago than what it is now, so you look at it another ten years, which you you know. It's hard to argue. It's hard to argue. So I think I think you'll always have a um They'll always like countries will always have their own currency and stuff like that. I just think crypto for certain countries are good. It's just going to be easier for people to share money, yeah, and send money, especially with you know we live in a small world now. Like when, oh, actually, since COVID's made the world big again, but without COVID, everybody was traveling, living in different places, you know, getting visas just to live here and work here. So I think with all that going on. And the world being so small and, you know, social media and all this stuff, it just, it makes it easier for people to share money and, yeah, pretty much share it, keep it, store it, safe place. Can't really hack, nobody can really hack or steal your money out of your wallet, I guess, you know, something like that. So, yeah, I think, I think it's something good to have and, I mean, to look at at least. Like, you don't have to be, like, a firm believer that it's always going to take over the world. But people right now are day trading crypto and making crazy money. So that in itself is, you know, and then you can always convert your crypto to actual whatever currency that, you, you yeah. know, country that you're living in. So I just, uh, I, I read up on it every single day. I'll read more articles. I'll yeah. read more history on it. It's an interesting space. It is. You know, it is. it's an interesting space. But um, I was going to tell you um, I, I think I, I think I've told you this before, but it happened this morning mm-hmm. when uh, someone online was putting up some video of an old Crown Casino stay that they had. An old Crown Casino stand. Stay. Stay. Yeah. I have to say I'm sick to death of the casino hotel subtle flexes. <laughs> I'm fucking over man You know when people are like Check me out Like I'm just Hitching <laughs> Bobby's headphones on the mic I'm at the casino I'm at the hotel I mean but How is that even a flex anymore? No well, just like You doll yourself up And you go to An overpriced hotel <laughs> And you Just everybody takes the fucking video Of walking into the room and like, it, oh my goodness, like, is that where we're staying? I guess that part, well, it depends on what type of... Oh my God, look at, we're just, we're rolling in it. To me, if you're in like the Maldives or something, then flex. you've got to flex. Flex away. Or something like Happy to crazy up. nice. Yeah, it's, you deserve to flex. When people get those drones up and they see them going down those slides into the ocean, and yeah. like those little bungalows, yeah. flex away. Yeah. I will happily give, I will share it. I love but that I, stuff. I get what you're saying. Like just the normal. We're, yeah, we're just going to pay like $600 a night just to like sleep yeah. in a bed that's 20 kilometers from where we are staying already. And... <laughs> <laughs> Do you know yeah, what? You get a lot of that back home in Vegas. Oh, fuck. That just kills me. A lot I, of that. It's, and the thing is, too, everybody talks about it being like a staycation. No. You're just going to have sex. That's all. You're going <laughs> to just bonk your brains out. So here's my thing. If you're going to go flex about 
a hotel that you're going to go stay at that's overpriced and it's really just, it's ridiculous. Mm. If you're going to go have a staycation and you're going to try and convince people that you just need some time off, mm. you just need, no, you're going to fuck like rabbits, right? I want to see when you're leaving the room, take a video of what the room looks like when you finished fooling around because then I will, I will judge and allow you to flex or not flex. If I see like, Beds turned over, like other people passed out in the corner, like bottles all sort of pouring down yeah, onto yeah. one guy on the floor. Yeah, I'll, t I'll let you have it. That's a good, that's a good party. Just, oh. And then I see people <laughs> going there way too often. Like I see people going there like fortnightly, every three weeks. Wow. Yeah, I'm not. Why would you need to go stay at Crown Towers every three weeks? How hard does your life have to be? Every if you need to weeks. take like a day, two days to go. Well, why not just go live somewhere that you like to live? Word. Could be much yeah. easier. <laughs> <laughs> the awkward <laughs> silence where we literally can't say shit. We're like, yeah, why don't you just go live? <laughs> why don't you take all of the money you're spending yeah, exactly. and go get a property of somewhere where you would like to live? You Actually spending so much money fortnightly. It's, it's six hundred a night, so that's two. So just say two nights every four nights, twelve hundred a month. Uh -huh. You save twelve hundred a month for twelve months. That's that's a nice place to stay. That's a, that's a good saving. You can even make that into. You can take that and make more money off of that. I, you know, I think there's and there's a couple of guys in your team too that love to have a bit of a gamble at the clubs. Mm. Oh, at the clubs? No, at uh, at the Crown, I should say. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, like a, do you like a bit of a gamble? Sometimes. I yeah. haven't gambled in a while. Actually, I'm lying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lying because I just, you know. What happened? I just put some, you know, put some money on the Super Bowl. Okay. Who? Tell me. Tell I, me Brady's going to take it. I think Brady will take it. Yep. You don't bet so, against Brady. Hopefully he does. It's just, it, you know, it, we talk about winning as players. If he yeah. can become a businessman, I think Tom Brady's yeah. going to be up there too. Yep, yep. And if he wins, this will be his seventh ring, which is crazy. To have seven Super Bowl rings is, is crazy. That's why it's just like, why not, you know, just make a bet on Tom Brady. Why not? I miss Tom Brady. But Being a Pats fan. I don't bet often. I miss him. I have to have that feeling. Yeah. Are you going to be watching to it? To make a bet. No, I probably what they play like early Monday morning here. Yeah. Either I'll be up in the gym or sleep. <laughs> <laughs> but the bet will be on. But the bet is on. So I'll, guy, I'll be looking at it like, okay, let's see. Some guy put a bet on like some mattress king in the US, put like three and a half million dollars on the bet. On a bet for um for Brady? Yeah, I can't even remember now. But I remember reading that he had like Well, I put a small bet before the playoffs started. And then I put another bet after they beat the Packers. But I was going to put a bet on the Packers game, but I, I chickened out. I remember us talking about that. Yeah. That was your Netflix moment for yeah, me. Yeah, it was, bro, <laughs> because he's been an underdog the whole, the whole playoffs, and it's Tom Brady. It's Tom Brady. So you're at good odds. That's probably not going to happen 
that's not that probably hasn't happened too much for, in Tom Brady's career where he's the underdog with a good team. He's the definition of a guy who knows how to win. Yeah, I mean, it's literally like Michael Jordan of the NFL. Yeah, I agree. Do you reckon Bel- Bill Belichick misses him? No, <laughs> but only because I think he just doesn't care. Bill Be- Be- Belichick yeah. doesn't give a shit. You know. <laughs> But any regular coach will fucking be missing Tom Brady right now. <laughs> Bill, but since like we're specifically talking about Bill Belichick, no. I reckon Bill, even at his wedding, would like, Bill, do you take this woman? He'd be like, yes. There's <laughs> <laughs> just no emotion. He's so objective. <laughs> Everybody's making this big deal. Like, oh, Bill Belichick has to be so sick right now. He. No, like, bro, he's at home. Not really, not probably not even caring. But who knows? He's got well, he's got a bunch of rings. He doesn't care. Bro, he he's getting what, paid by Heinz. He got six himself. He drafted Tom Brady. Right. That's a pretty cool story, isn't it? You know, That's he's a, already set. He can retire tomorrow, and it's. I reckon Bill Belichick, if he retires the next year, he'll be first ballot Hall of Fame. Oh, easy. Like he has just to be. Don't even need the ballot. He'd be like, guys, get out of my way. I'm coming yeah. in. They already had him create. He was the coach of the all-time team. Remember they did that? <laughs> oh, really? It was like an all-time NFL team. And he had to be the coach and then, like, pick certain players. So, so like, they didn't have, already, like, Vince Lombardi. They no, didn't have any of those. Already, like, no, nah, Belichick. It was already him. <laughs> so he's like the Phil Jackson. You know, there's a lot of good NBA coaches. But Phil to me is Phil or Popovich to me would be the, the, the go NBA coach. Yeah, because yeah. they're not just well versed in the sport, right? Like they know how to get people to do what they yeah. need them to do. Yeah. Like they can, they're really good communicators. Yeah, yeah. and Pop is funny. Pop is really funny. He's straight, <laughs> he's straight up with his players too. I like coaches that are just straight up. I just love the shit that he gives to the. The quarter the time media? and three quarter yeah. time. <laughs> he doesn't have time for it. <laughs> he can't stand it. Except there was one where he got asked one question, and then he was, uh, "Who's the who's the bald guy with the glasses?" The commentator. Uh, I think I he's an ex coach. Uh, I, I can't. Oh, he was there. He was asking. He asked Pop a question, and he yeah. was like, "You give me four words or less. Like I'm not asking you a second question." <laughs> Pop gave him two words, and he's like, "Not nah, find a problem." And then Pop was having a crack, going like, "Where's my second question? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you give me two. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, it's funny because yeah, in NBA, that's in your contract. You have to talk to the media. So he's just like, "I'm giving you the bare minimum." Do you think I actually think that at press conferences athletes give just oh, you like don't get half real. a percent more than what they yeah. are? I it, it pisses me off. You don't get anything real, so it's like, what's the point? This is, you're not getting what LeBron is really thinking. No, no, they're not just that. giving you just lip service. Yeah, they're giving you lip service that's going to protect their what is image business. You want the real LeBron go? <laughs> Going to the locker room. Going to the locker room after a loss. (laughs) (laughs) Just leave a mic in the corner. (laughs) Let's see what LeBron really had to say about Karen. You know. Oh, that's so funny. That's so funny. Hey, before we clock off, um, I did want to pick your brains. Yeah. Um, Tell us 
why, and I'm really, really excited about it. Okay. But why are you excited about this explosive first step short course? Yeah. And tell them why we, like, why we decided to do this because it's, like, it's a bit of a passion project of ours. Yeah. And there's about three or four more to come. Yes. But like, tell everybody why, why we wanted to do them. Yeah. Well, for one, like you said, it's the passion. The passion you have as being a strength coach and then the passion I have as, you know, becoming a basketball coach and, and learning within my space as a coach while even still playing. Because a lot of the things that I learned, I didn't end up impl implementing to myself, for myself on the court to get better. But other than the passion, it's like we really want to see our clients and our people get better. You know, and a lot of the things, the short courses that we're doing really are based off what our clients ask us what we want. Right. So oh, I want a better shot or I want to get a better vertical jump or I want to get a more explosive first step, get to the rim easier, um, whatever it may be. So the short courses that we have are tailored to them, you know, and then you put our passion behind it because we want to give the best product, you know, and then on top of that. We have so many ideas, so we get to put ideas, not all of them, but we get to put certain ideas and our best ones into a short course that I truly believe if people hone in on what they're going to get within these short courses, like you're going to see your your first step get better tremendously if you put in the time, you know, and, and, and if you follow the instructions correctly on everything that we have to give, so... You know, that is the main reason for us and why we want to do this and we want to give it out and not even only to our clients, but we want this to reach. You know, we want our clients to share with people that don't work with us individually or in group sessions and we want them to share it with other people. We just want we want it to be, you know, a part of the basketball community, part of the strength community, because obviously strength and conditioning is is one on one with basketball. So. And then, you know, I believe, especially here in Australia, teens, younger men and teens need to learn more about strength and conditioning. You know, like I have a lot of players that are teens, young men, still have not even touched the weight room. And it's mind-boggling to me. I'm like, man, like, why not? You know, you want to be good. This is how you get better. You got to get stronger. And this is how you stay healthy, too. Right. You know, guys aren't playing – you know, into their late 20s, early 30s be just because, you know, they're actually putting work in a weight room. And then you see guys that are scoring and playing good, young guys in the NBL or NBL1, what used to be SBL. Those guys actually put in work in a weight room and listen to their strength coaches, you know, not just their basketball coaches. And, that, and that's important to me as a basketball coach because I'm not a strength coach, but I tell these guys, this is what you need to be doing. You know, I can't teach you what a strength coach teaches you, but it's hard for me to get them to understand it. So for us to come together and put it, you know, put something together, now they can hear what I say on the basketball court, but now they have a certified strength coach that's, man, with all your experience and every all the players that you've worked, successful players that you've worked with and helped, you know, it's like hopefully now it starts to tick in their mind like, Okay, I want to get on the court, but I actually want to get in the weight room too because it's a want. You know, you yeah. got to want to get in the weight room. You can't – it can't be one of those things. Like, you, when you wake up in the morning, a lot of these players, they want to go get on the basketball court, you know, because it's fun. But I want them to start seeing that same thing in the weight room because 
When you get in the weight room and then step on the court, you even you just feel better. Yeah. You know. So just how long you been playing basketball for? Like, bro, literally I was in my first my mom put me in my first league at like the little leagues, like five years old. <laughs> so when you when how old are you now? Thirty something? Thirty one. So you've been playing so if we say you've been playing how long have you been playing pro for? Um Six years. Cool. So, combined, working with athletes and you playing pro, there's 20 years of experience mm. of working and playing with athletes between us. Yeah. And for a $50 short course, like to me, that's madness. Like yeah. it's, it's stupid that we're charging so little. Yeah. Because it's about knowledge. Yeah. Like, the 20 years of information that you and I have acquired to get people from where they are to where they want to be in the fastest amount of time possible and with the shortest learning curve, like I just think is an absolute asset. Yeah. Like what you can, <coughs> excuse me, what you can learn with somebody as a newbie, is going to be nothing compared to what you can have at your fingertips with these videos that have all been filmed and edited. Yeah. They look amazing. Um, the recorded lectures, the little tidbits, the training plan, your um, skills program that's in there. Like, everything that's in there, A, we want to over-deliver. Yeah. Like we want people just to be like, holy smokes, like, this is amazing. Because that's what we want to do is give better than anything that's out there. But imagine having a resource that's got that's jam-packed with the best stuff that we've found that has worked the best in a combined 20-year setting. Yeah. Like I just have such a hard time thinking that this isn't going to be really, really helpful for a lot of oh, people. Oh, man. Look, I'm going to be honest. I still play, right? Do you? And Well... <laughs> I use what's on the court in the short course, <laughs> and I use you what you're giving in the short course. It's it's used. I, so, I see you warm up with the drills that we were recording. So if you don't think it works, yeah, whatever. Like if if if, you, if we can't convince you, like you'll never be convinced. Yeah, like that's that's fine. And there's a lot of other pros that use these things as well. You know, so it, it's gonna work. You have, like Coach said, twenty plus years of experience going into this and that's not even for this course we have other courses in the making so it's but be, i'm excited a big year of education i'm excited for it man and for me i'm as, as far as just like putting a course together and you know little things about sharing information and, and putting courses together outside of just like the basketball court i'm even learning a lot about that you know the little things the organization behind it how, how it needs to look, how it needs to be presented, you know? Like, and that stuff is even cool, you know? So, yeah, man, everybody's learning something during the process. This has been a good time. Hey, the uh, we're going to timetable it. It's going to happen next week. But we won't mention his name. But we will have one of mm. my favorite high-performance specialists, the – he would be at my goat table for SNC. This guy is a genius. 
Australia-wide, he's known as an absolute industry expert. Around the world, he's known as an industry expert. Anything that has to do with athletes getting better, it's probably been brought to his attention. Mm. He probably came up with the idea, and he probably knows the guys who have done the research for right. it. Like, he is amazing. He will be on with us next week. Next week. We're going to drop it. It's going to be unreal. It uh-huh. is going to be unreal. And it will put, we'll chuck him on the phone. We'll have him, yep. and yep. it'll be open Q&A. So if you guys have any questions, the King and the Coach Instagram page, send us a message of questions that you guys want us to ask, and we'll be letting you guys know when he's in. It's, it's going to be nuts. It's going to be crazy. You want to finish with that? Because I'm going I'm to I'm have a lot of questions for him myself. <laughs> So I'm trying to pick his brain, man. I'm trying to get in there. So I'm excited about this. And yeah, guys, ask away. If you want to know anything, you gotta you gotta let us know. Just gotta ask. Because we're gonna we're gonna put it all out there on the table. It's good to have you back here, buddy. We'll it's do it. We'll back. do it again next week. Yeah, we back in here all year, all 2021. Well, we'll I think we should. We need to do these more. These are, these are therapeutic. These are good, and people want them. Yeah. They do, I, and they really do. I know this because people literally ask me when they see me. Hey, what? You know? Oh, okay. Can I tell you a story? Okay, I went yeah, to the yeah. Apple Store. Yeah. With my kids, yeah. and because I was trying to find a watch band for my wife, and so if you go to the Apple Store, mm-hmm. the uh, you they got a fucking line. Yeah. And they temperature check you, and you have to wear a mask and the yeah. whole nine yards. Yeah. And so I'm waiting there. And uh, the business that's next to the Apple store has gotten really pissy that people are waiting in line. Because yeah. it's stopping them from coming. So there's this huge gap between the actual line and where you have to be. So anyway, we're at the fucking, you know, three acres down this way. Anyway, we eventually <laughs> get called up and we're there and we're talking to um, some guy, so the security guy who was real nice. And we, we mosey on up and, and the girls are getting... My patience is yeah. thinning out. And so the uh, the guy at the front, super nice guy, comes up and he's like, hey, bud, how you doing? Like, what, what are you guys looking for today? And I'm like, oh, I'm just looking for a watch band for my for, for their mom. And uh, he goes, awesome. That's really cool. Like, they're always so cheerful. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, uh, what, what's your name? I said, uh, it's, it's Sean. He goes, oh, hi, my name's, I can't remember his name. And um, he goes, oh, Sean. Sean. The... Shot from the King and the Coach. And I went, yeah. He goes, you do the podcast with Justin. And I went, yeah, yeah, I do. And he goes, bud, just heard the other, just finished the episode on the car driving to work today. Loved it. Word. And I was hyped. That is dope. I but was so hyped. Dog. He goes, bud, I love them. You guys, just the best. And I, I was it's, so humbled. That's so cool. And those things, hey, that's happened to me at least once or twice over these last few weeks just because we haven't been able to, um, I mean, you know, schedules. But that's just so a testament, cool. you know, for, well, at least for us, at least, you know, that lets us know that, you know, you guys are listening and it's just the coolest thing, honestly. And we always said, like, we couldn't give two shits if people don't listen, like, because we enjoy it. Like we do this because this is what we like to do. Right. This is what we were already doing. <laughs> yeah. We just, we <laughs> just put a mic exactly. in front of us. But he was so chuffed. He was just that he, he, he thought that's, it was. Dang, that's dope. Shout, was, out, shout out to my guy. I'm going to find Apple out store. who he is. So if anyone's at the Apple store in Perth and you know who this guy is or you hear us, message us in because I want to shout you out 
personally. Personally. Because it was so nice. And people like him, when we drop the merch, you just be like, here's a shirt, yeah. here's a hat. Yeah, we're going to hook him up for real. And the kids were like, do you know him, Daddy? I'm like, no, no, I, I don't. But he seemed to know your name. <laughs> <laughs> just a nice guy. Anyway, I hope, you, I hope you're listening. You message us. When we get the King and the Coach merch, probably late March, early yeah, April, yeah. Um, we got a site. We got one for him. It's, yeah. it's a dead no-brainer. Easy. Easy. No-brainer. Uh, next week? Next week, we on. It's a date. King and the Coach out.